0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley, and with me today is my partner in crime, in life, in everything, Tracy Deloise. Hi, Tracy. Hello, Gary. Why are you still in Connecticut?
1: Um, because my kids wanted me to stay. Yeah, <laughs> a <few more> days. <laughs> that's not a
0: good excuse.
1: Jeez. It's not a good excuse, babe. No. I think you're so awesome for... Mm-hmm. Being so brave and allowing me to stay here longer with them and look at you. You're surviving. You're going to get Barely. Through. Barely. Oh, my God.
0: No, I'm doing good. Going to the gym, working, eating healthy, been a That's vegetarian the whole time.
1: Awesome. Um, Why can't we do this while I'm there?
0: Because you want to eat uh, pizza most of the time.
1: That's lies. No. You eat uh, I wanna, chicken wings? I don't want to eat anything. You
0: want to eat Pasta with lots of sauce on it and bread. You love carbs.
1: No, that's lies. You fill (laughs) the house with
0: chips and ice cream.
1: Only when children are there. They're always here.
0: (laughs) Anyone who comes here comes with a big bag of road snacks and I can't stop myself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to have to lay down the rules. No potato chips, no ice cream. Oh, I love all that stuff. Night now. It's all good. Challenge. Yeah.
0: All right. So, this uh, episode is about a very cool presentation. It's actually, um, this was a presentation I did on the first Law of Attraction cruise way back in 2015. And this was created for that. Uh, I was a presenter on that cruise with a bunch of other people and Pam Grout, who wrote E Squared. And I was the first presenter to go up. I actually went, we actually did two presentations, but This was the kickoff one and it's called the cheat codes to life. So this comes actually from a question from Steve back in the old days and he was in the gaming and he goes, well, you know how they have cheat codes in gaming? Like if you knew the cheat codes, you can get into God mode in the game. What would be the cheat codes for life? And so Joshua comes up with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 15 cheat codes. So it's actually sort of a blueprint of how to live life in the new approach, in the approach of love and acceptance rather than the approach of fear and control. And so if we adopt these 15 elements, they're sort of the blueprint for this entire teachings of Joshua, which I think are really cool. And they're really quick. So this podcast may only last half an hour or so. So um, why don't we start it off, babe?
1: Excellent. Okay. The cheat codes to life. This is interesting because uh, before I begin, I'm just talking to my friend about um, life and and you know being the gamer and the uh, so the player and the creator of the game as well. So you were just talking about Steve, who is a gamer, and me and my friend are just talking about how we as humans in this physical reality uh, playing this game of life. We are, you know, the creator of the game and we're also the gamer, right? right? So it's interesting that, yeah, now here comes this podcast about the cheat codes to life. So yeah. this should be fun. All right. <laughs> so let's begin. We have come forth into physical reality because we have been summoned by those of you wishing to understand the mechanism of physical reality and the laws of the universe. In other words, we come bearing cheat codes. Here they are.
0: Okay, so this is an interesting idea too that Joshua has always said. The only reason Joshua's here is because there's been so many people who are now ready for this next level information. Not just me, not just you, not just everyone in the Joshua community, but people we haven't even met yet who will find the books and find the podcasts and you know, find all that stuff when they get ready. And so people are asking it without really understanding where this is leading them and where it's leading you is to this entirely new approach to life. And if you can live this new approach to life, then you will effectively navigate your journey of self-discovery to discover who you truly are. And that's what's exciting. All right. Yeah, Cheat code number one.
1: You are a worthy being, as worthy as any who has ever lived. Therefore, you are worthy enough to receive all that you want. It is your divine right to be, do, and have anything you desire.
0: All right. Number one, in order to live in the new approach to life, you have to know you're worthy. You have to know that you're equal to everyone else, that there's no hierarchy, that not, it's not that some people come out, you know, having this charmed life and others have this disadvantage. It's everyone is equally worthy. There's no one better or worse than anyone else. No one's doing better than anyone else. Everyone's doing, it seems like it from our perspective, of course. It seems like some people got a rotten draw. Uh, It seems like if things were different, we'd enjoy our life more, that sort of thing. But the fact is that you don't have to prove your worthiness. You don't have to make people see that you're worthy you just have to understand that you are this is the basis of the entire game
1: yeah it's so interesting that gosh i wish i knew that growing up you know at such a younger age because i do distinctly remember you know, desiring things, and you know, probably at a younger age, is material stuff like, oh, you know, I want to, you know, I want the big house, or I want to live in this, or you know, I want the nice car, the, the the pool in the yard. And I would look at people who had this and be like, oh, well, look at her, you know, she came from money, or you know, her dad gave it to her, or you know, all you know, I would say these things, even about you know some family members. Oh, you know, I wanted to go to college. Oh, their dad paid for their college they're so fortunate like I didn't have that so using these excuses you know to you know that that this is why my life is like that instead of using this new approach and saying oh no wait a minute I am worthy and if she can have it I can have it and using that as proof that anybody can do this
0: yeah we were we moved from South Africa when I was two and so my entire extended family was there and so I would see all my friends with aunts and uncles and cousins and all these people. And I thought, well, you know, things would be so much better if I had this extended family, you know, and that we moved around a lot. So all my friends knew each other since they were little kids. And I go, oh my God, it'd be so much better if you were living in one place and you got to know everyone, you know, like that. And it's like, that is just an excuse for, thinking that you're less than someone else
1: exactly it's not true
0: right Because right. the life that you lived was for you you wouldn't want that other life you just
1: from that perspective you think you do exactly Okay. cool number two you are unique in all of the world in all of history and in all of the future no one who has ever lived or will ever live is anything like you you are truly unique And this fact is evidence of your complete worthiness.
0: So when this is being written, so 2015, five years ago, we were all like, you know, that is true. We are totally unique. In fact, how we perceive reality has never been perceived this way before individually. Um, And then if you look further, every single thing in physical reality is unique. The whole design of the system is that everything has to be unique so that everything has a unique perspective because it wouldn't serve any purpose to have multiple duplicate perspectives. The whole idea is to have many perspectives to get a better picture of the whole. And so since we're all unique, my perspective is as valid as your perspective. And your perspective is as valid as the next person's perspective. And how you choose to perceive it is perfect for you. And you can choose any way to perceive that. So there are people who are living in fear, who are choosing to believe that they are worthless and they're totally limited. And there are people who are naturally living by these codes without even knowing it. And they're accomplishing amazing things. So there's this whole spectrum between someone living in total fear and someone like maybe Elon Musk or someone who's doing these, you know, All kinds of different things, and and Elon Musk's perspective is unique, but not better than anyone else's perspective, right?
1: Right, just more empowering, you know, or self-talk, you know, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: That's the, and we all have that ability. So you know, we got to stop using the excuses um, that you know we can't do things that that we want to do. And know that deep down inside, yes, we're all equal, and we all have the same ability. And it's just about changing that perspective and self-talk, and adopting and practicing this new approach to life. And you, yeah, way.
0: and processing those limiting beliefs, and then realizing that hold on, if I'm worthy, then I can literally do anything. Why do I think I don't deserve something?
1: Mm-hmm. You no, know? exactly. All right, number three. You create your own reality. Your life is your creation and you are fully responsible for how that life unfolds. It is in your control. You are not a victim of, to fate. You are the captain of your life.
0: So this is the sticking point in law of attraction. People resist taking responsibility for their life because they said, if I created my own reality, I wouldn't have created this and that and this. I would have created something much better. Well, that's not really true. In fact, if you could snap your fingers and create your reality, the power to do that is to understand that you've always been doing it, that everything that's come to you, which you thought was bad in the past, you created that to get you to this level where you are now. And without that experience, you would never be here now. So this old approach to life is victimhood, saying how I feel is dictated by the circumstances outside of my control, right? A victim perceives they have no control. The creator of your reality knows that you have control, that you've always had control, that you're fully responsible for the life you're creating, and you're fully responsible for your choice of perspective. So you can choose the limited perspective and perceive yourself to be a victim, and there's nothing wrong with that, and most people do it. Or you can choose now to say, hold on, all these events came for my benefit so that I would adopt these beliefs so that I would get to this place where I'm ready to learn more about how this life works and who I am and all that stuff. So I've been actually have been creating it the whole time. I just didn't notice that. I just didn't see it. I always yes. thought that some good things happen and some bad things happen, but actually it's all been perfect. It's all been perfect. And now from this point forward, I can consciously choose to see it from the higher perspective. And when I feel negative emotion, well, I can do the work to process my limiting beliefs.
1: Right. That's, you know, like what they call the awakening, right? So, you know, from the day we were conceived, from the day, you know, we were born into this reality – by our thoughts, our actions, our vibration, whatever we're feeling, we created our reality. But we just didn't know it growing up, right? We like you said, we just walked around and said, "Oh no, it's the conditions, you know, that are uh, creating, you know, all this stuff." And no, 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 it's we're attracting it by our thoughts. But we just never knew that. Now that we've, you know, attracted teachings, however you've learned that. Oh, wow. It's my thoughts. It's my feelings. And by practicing all that stuff, you now know you're awakened that I am the creator. I am the gamer. I create the game and I play the game at the same time. It's all me. And it always was.
0: Yeah. And so going forward now, how will we play that game? Right. Will we still dip into victimhood? Well, certainly we will from time to time, Mm -hmm. but then we'll think about it. Okay why do i feel negative emotion why do i feel this is bad oh yeah i have a limiting belief hold on let's fix that limiting belief okay let's choose a higher perspective
1: all right let's get back into alignment exactly yeah all right you have been given free will you can think any thought you like however those thoughts create your reality you can choose to look at the negative side of things and bring more of that into your experience, or you can choose to look at the positive aspects of anything and bring more of that into your experience. So this is typical for early
0: Joshua. Early Joshua is taking off from general law of attraction, from general uh, Abraham teachings, and saying, yes, turn your attention to what you prefer. Keep your focus on on the positive aspects, but also know that you can choose to see the positive aspects of anything, including the positive aspects of the things you don't like. So if there is someone you don't like, maybe in your office or something, in your work, you can still choose to look at their positive aspects and go a step further, you can actually choose to see that their negative aspects aren't even negative, that you're just perceiving them as negative, it has nothing to do with that person. It has to do with your choice of perception. Now, if you can take that and turn it into uh, something that's empowering and beneficial, this thing you think is like they're annoying or something, right? No, 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 they're not annoying. They're just triggering a limiting belief in me uh, that, that causes me to perceive them as annoying. But intrinsically, they're a being of love just like
1: everyone else's. Exactly, so, so true. Um, yeah. And we'll probably experience these things, you know, for for forever while we're in physical reality, but it's the way that we act about it now that, you know, creates the difference and the much more empowering life. Like you said, like it's rare that people annoy me now because, you know, I know how to act, you know, when I see something, I'm like, oh, you know, or I get this feeling like, ooh, I don't, you know, that's a, kind of a negative emotion or well, you know, it's just not a great feeling or a good feeling. It's like, hmm, like your instincts are telling you what, what, what is that? And, you know, we know now that if we ever feel any kind of negative emotion, uh, it's just a guidance to just say, resistance. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Resistance and take that higher perspective. Look at it. It's like, oh, they're perfect. Look, they chose this, life and this is what they're creating and their game and they, their game is perfect, you know? And
0: So this idea of free will too. So free will, we sort of think, well, we can um, do anything we want make anything. We have free will all the time, but really it, bo- it boils down to the free will to think any thought. And since our reality is created by our thoughts amongst other things, That is how we have this free will. So we can choose how we think about anything. And if we think about anything in in an empowering way, that'll bring more love into our reality, more good experiences, more things we think are positive. If we think about all the problems, or like what Joshua says, like the 5% of your life you think isn't going well, 95% of it's spectacular, but you're focused on the 5% that seems like a problem. When you focus on that, you just add more problems. Rather than focusing on the 95% that's perfect, all the appreciation and gratitude that you have and setting your intentions and all that stuff, live in that way and you'll attract more of that.
1: So true. It just takes practice and that focus of appreciation and gratitude. People think, all right, just do it in the morning. Oh, I appreciate this. I appreciate that. I'm so grateful for this. And you know, then they're, off and running whether they're going to work or in the car you know grocery shop playing with kids and the thoughts that are going through their head millions of thoughts a minute you know like oh you know oh i can never get a parking spot oh these people are so annoying and oh you know it's complaining in their heads right they don't realize the more you do that the more you're going to create that so
0: yeah and if you want if you want control over your thoughts the best practice is meditation and there's A whole bunch of Joshua meditations you can find on Amazon Music or Spotify um, or send me a email to garybodley at gmail.com and I'll send you a link to all of our meditations.
1: Excellent. All right. Number five. You determine what is positive or negative. The universe is neutral. You bring judgment to something and how you see it determines whether it is positive or negative.
0: So nothing is intrinsically positive or negative. It's always based in your judgment. That judgment is a choice. It may not seem like a choice. It may seem like that's just the way it is. But it's all based on your belief system. And so if you're choosing to perceive something as negative, well then, that's derived from a limiting belief. And if that limiting belief wasn't there, you couldn't see it as negative. This is what duality is. Most humans live in duality. Duality is like the 3D experience. We're all moving from duality to neutrality. Neutrality means nothing is good or bad. Nothing is inherently uh, positive or negative. It's simply we have a choice. And so if we choose to see something as negative, we're just choosing the limited perspective that does not align with who we are. And we will feel negative emotion because our inner self is guiding us to see it in a positive light. Now the positive positive from our perspective, when we choose positive, we choose alignment and we choose the feelings of love and we choose to be guided on our track. So inherently nothing's positive or negative from our perspective, everything's positive or negative. And so we, we move away from the negative, which is fear based and towards what we perceive as the positive, which is love based. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, Number six. You create through your thoughts, words, and actions. Choose them carefully. Thoughts you continue to think are called beliefs. You have many beneficial beliefs, and these help you create the life you desire. You have some limiting beliefs, and these hold you apart from what you want. Since you can choose your thoughts, you can also choose your beliefs
0: that is the foundation of the new approach to life is that your creation is created through these thoughts, words, and actions. When you speak, are you bringing in words based in love or words based in fear? If you're complaining, you're bringing in words based in fear. If you're trying to control anything, you're bringing in to physical reality, physical words based in fear. So you got to think, are you adding more fear to your experience? Or are you bringing in more love? And we want to bring in more love. We're taking the non-physical inspiration or idea or thought from love, from source, and we're speaking it. This is what we're doing right now. So we're bringing in more love into the collective consciousness and we're publishing it as a podcast and you're listening it as a listener. And so the cycle of coming from the non-physical based in love, expressed through us, received through you, repeated through you, adds to the love of the entire collective consciousness. However, when you are complaining about something, well, that thought comes from the consciousness based in fear. And you're taking the thought, which is non-physical, and you're expressing it in words, and you're bringing more fear into the collective consciousness. Now, obviously, most people are bringing more fear into the consciousness than love. However, love is magnitudes more powerful than fear. So people will be in fear. They'll be expressing their fear. They'll try and you know, feel better by complaining or talking about what they're afraid of. And they don't realize that that's the reality they're creating for them. And it's not what they want. It's not what they truly want. So if you can think about the words you choose and the... and what you write and, and the things you're talking about with your friends and how you're looking at things and expressing them, what you're mm-hmm. creating in physical reality, create more love by expressing love more, you add to this collection, this collective consciousness, you move everything forward towards love. And if you think about even now in the midst of what's going on in 2020, where there's a lot of fear being expressed and all that, it, compared to 100 years ago, you know, 100 years ago, there's wars, there's poverty, there's disease, there's not much hope, you know, there's not much going on. We are so much more love based now than we were back then, except we don't really have the perspective because we weren't living back then. But I promise you, if you went back then and spent a week back then, you'd be like, oh my God, these people are really in fear, you know, they're right. really racist, they're really sexist, they're really homophobic. All these fears are there. And they're not educated. They're not worldly. They're not communicating. They're just communicating fear. And they're prejudiced and all that stuff that's going on. They're not healthy, whatever it is. And look at us now. We're talking about things in a new way. And it may sound like there's a lot of fear, but it's way more love-based than it was, even though, especially those of us who are into this stuff, we are focused in ways that are that are really more thinking about love and thinking about positive things, right? And and those of us who are really in this conversation, you guys listening on, on your radios right now, radios, your whatever you listen, your phone. <laughs>
1: What'd you do? You, just, <laughs> you, you I just went back, back to 1920. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. You're listening to your phonographs. <laughs> your uh, phones. <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking. More about who you're being, what you're saying, what you're believing. You're, you're going more introspective. You're thinking about higher level thoughts that were never available 100 years ago. Even these thoughts, there was none of this stuff. So it's all coming through now. It's really cool, I think. Oh, yeah. Great.
1: Me too. All right. Number seven, the basis of life is well-being. Everything you want is coming to you as long as you allow it.
0: Yeah. So you have to know that in order to create the life you truly desire, that life is coming to you. But for you to become a vibrational match to that life, your beliefs have to change. Your vibration has to change, right? And so you'll be set into obstacles or conditions or events that Joshua calls manifestation events that will cause you to see your beliefs. It might be a fight with your mate. It could be getting fired from a job. It might be a car accident, Some, something that causes you to feel negative emotion. Now, most people sort of ignore that. They'll say, oh, that guy shouldn't have hit me with his car or I shouldn't have been fired or you shouldn't be you know, arguing with me. They're, they're placing the blame for their negative emotion outside of them. Well, we don't do that. We say, okay, I feel negative emotion because of this event. Some limiting belief has been triggered and that's why I feel negative emotion. The other person didn't actually do anything to me. They're co-creating this event with me so that I can expand through this experience, see where that limiting belief is, process the limiting belief and move forward so that I alter that belief and now I'm a different vibration ready for the next event that will lead me step by step who I truly am you get good at this part of it not resisting all these things that are happening but seeing them from this higher perspective and thinking about your beliefs well then they stop happening because they're not necessary anymore
1: yeah Yeah. the allowing allowing, well they don't
0: stop happening altogether, but they happen less and less and less and less and and it becomes way less intense
1: exactly yeah yeah interesting sorry Next one. <laughs> okay, you came forth into this physical reality with a set of intentions. Most of those intentions were general in nature, such as the desire to feel joy, love, freedom, happiness, fun, abundance, and to expand through contrast. One or more intentions were more specific, these contain the essence of what you are here to explore in this lifetime. These are your interests and passions in life. Follow your interests to discover your passions and you will live a life of bliss.
0: Okay. So there are a set of intentions. The intentions are general. I intend to express my love to myself, to everyone else in the conditions. I intend to experience true freedom and true abundance, not limitation and lack. I intend to expand through experiences in joy, not in suffering. And I intend to explore something more specific in physical reality this time around. And those things are found through following my interests and finding passions. But so many of us have trouble finding those interests and passions because a lot of time, especially if you're talking about law of attraction and spirituality, the masses think this is, right, not, it counteracts their belief system. So anytime you're, you have an interest in something and it goes against what maybe your family thinks is proper, what society thinks is proper. You know, I used to play poker. That was my passion. And so many of those guys who were playing poker couldn't tell their wives that they were there, you know, because yeah. like, they would think that that's not appropriate. You shouldn't be doing that, you know? And this was a valid passion where a lot of people get to explore who they were and interact with other people it was fantastic. You know, I, yeah. had a, I had an amazing experience during that time, and I I learned a lot about who I was in that process, which I would not have learned had, had I said, you know, that's just for gamblers, or that's unseemly.
1: Right, right, because people uh, were grown or um, grew up with that limiting belief, and where did that start from, that, you know, playing poker is gambling, gambling is bad, you know, blah, you know, it's that limited perspective, and- I think about it now, like, where did that come from? But meanwhile, these days, playing poker is like a real job or not like, you know, or just something that people do for a living. And this is where you really want to get to what Joshua talks about is finding your passions, you know, through your interests. So, you know, find what you're interested, you find your passion, and now you're doing that as a job? Like, that is like one of, you know, the greatest things that you can do here in physical reality is do something you love and get in return, you know, money. It's just an exchange of energy as we know, yeah. but there's nothing wrong with, you know, making a living out of playing poker. You're making money. I mean, there's millionaires out there, you know, Absolutely. that made their money just by playing poker. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Uh, poker is really now that it's on TV and you can watch it. You can really see that there's genius in it and the best poker players are incredibly intelligent, you know, and think of things from all different aspects. So it's, it's this thing where you, it's really hard to do. You really have to be focused. You really have to think all these things through. You have to understand the other people you're playing with and what their fears are and what they're trying to do. Sure. And then you're playing with people who are bloated. You know, they don't, I play with Celine Dion's husband. And he could not care, you know to him right. three hundred bucks was like a nickel to me
1: yeah it was so, just so it wasn't bread.
0: about the money for him at all, right? right, and so he's capable of doing anything because he's not thinking about the money part of it like everyone else is
1: right or it was so fun yeah, I'm sure you know that's that's got to be fun and interesting to uh be able to you know. Figure people out like that, you know? What are they going to do? What's their next move? And then trying to be, you know, this straight face and just being creative. It's like acting, right? Acting yeah. or, you know, being doing something. I mean, it's, it's to me, it sounds really, you know, exciting and fun for me. I just, I find it difficult to figure out all these different, all right, they got this, the ace and how many aces can come out and blah, blah, blah. It's like all that math I can't do in my head real quick. So that's definitely not my interest and passion in this lifetime. But I have others, you know, I love to work out, exercise, organizing comes so easy to me, like, boom, I can organize a house in, you know, an hour, depending on how big the house is. (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, I know. It's like, and we each have that thing. That's something about us, right? Like, why do you have this ability to be such a good organizer of stuff? And I don't have that, you know. Right. And I have this passion in cooking. I'm na- I can naturally think about the ingredients of a dish before I make it and, sa- and can taste what that would taste like. Right. You know, and so I have this ability to, to pretty much whip anything up very quickly that, that somehow tastes good without ever doing it before. And so when I make stuff, it's never the same thing over and over again. It's completely different, you know?
1: Yeah, it's spectacular. It really is because I'm the type of person like, all right, what's going to go good with this, you know? And then I have to look up the ingredients. Like, I can't do it in my head, whereas you can, but I can lay in bed and I could literally organize an entire house, closets. I'm talking about clothes to pots and pans to Tupperware an entire kitchen in my head like that with a snap of a finger I'm like wow and who knew that was like a a, a, a talent you know that is like, a talent. it is like I uh, just thought everybody could do that I'm like how could you not see that they're like I don't know what where are you gonna put that I don't know like they get so confused I'm like oh, it's so easy like that, that will fit like right there perfectly yeah. You've seen it, you know. Oh, yeah. First, you know, packing up the car to go on vacation when it's like packed full. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 just step back, and I just look, and I'm like, all right, boom, 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 boom.
0: No, when Tracy and I go to Airbnb, it always comes out organized when we leave.
1: <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> I can't help it I go to friends houses I start organizing their closets their refrigerator I'm like wait a minute now this is now (laughs) this will work so much better I'll just move this here yeah and look out Colorado because your house is gonna be super organized
0: then when we um, also as we're living this more authentic life by consciously being aware of what you know who we are and thinking about our limiting beliefs then these things come out that you never thought you could do before, or you didn't even know they were talents, right? You didn't even know that you were good at this until you started saying, well, actually that works really good. Now that I'm interested in this, I can do this thing that I thought anyone could do, but actually I can do this really easily Then everything becomes easy.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. you have that confidence in yourself, and the knowing, and the positive, um, you know, uh, uh, affirmations, the you, uh, you know, positive okay. self-talk. Yeah. Okay, number nine. Fear is what holds you apart from all that you want. Realize that much of what you fear is irrational, and analyze your fears. Do not simply accept there that there is something to be fearful of.
0: Okay. So this is the thing, when you feel negative emotion, that's fear, that's, that is manifesting. I mean, there's actual name for it, but you're feeling fear. And n- 99.9% of that negative emotion is generated by an irrational fear. Nothing wrong is actually happening. There is no lion in the living room or bear on the trail. It's, it's like, oh, I'm afraid of talking to this person or I'm afraid of doing this thing I'm inspired to do. Whatever it is, that fear is irrational. And so you have to be able to analyze the fear and say, okay, is the subject of my fear gonna kill me or do me physical harm? Well, if it is, that's rational fear. If it's not, everything else is irrational. And if the fear is irrational, well, then it has no true ability to limit me. I can push past that fear, right? Like the uh, fear of asking for a raise. Okay. They're not going to kill you for asking for a raise. What do you think is going to happen? What's the worst that could happen? They could say no. no. Well, what's yeah? what happens if they say no? Nothing. Well, you, you know you're going to feel negative emotion because you're yeah. attached to an outcome. And if you don't get that outcome, you know you're going to feel negative emotion. Well, what's the negative emotion? Just more fear. So all you're doing is being fearful of more fear.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: So you can set up situations where you release your attachment to any outcome. You just do what you're inspired to do and you don't care what happens. So if you get a raise, good. If you don't get a raise, if they say no, good.
1: Okay, good. Something else is
0: happening, right? This is how we set up our lives so that we are not afraid of doing what we're inspired to do because we are not allowing the fear of negative emotion in the future to stop us.
1: Right. Just simply, you know, when you feel a negative emotion, just ask yourself, you know, is this rational or irrational? And like you said, 99.9% of the time, it's going to be irrational. So it's like, all right, like you said, put set yourself up in situations where you can practice that, you know, doing little, little small things at first, you know, I guess that's something that doesn't feel so scary.
0: I noticed that a lot of people use their imagination to imagine the worst that could happen.
1: Always. Yeah. I practice. Well, yeah, I teach my kids all the time. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, do you realize what you're doing? You're just imagining the worst in the future. I was like, you have no idea what's going to happen why are you so nervous and fearful? I don't know. I don't know. And they just don't know how to process that. So, you know, I teach them now how to practice processing that and staying in the moment. Just like, you know, I had this talk with Nicholas, my son, the other day, going to college, getting ready. He's feeling fearful. He's nervous about all this stuff. And I'm like, there is so, what are you worried about? Is anything wrong in this moment? He's like, no, mommy, you have no idea what's going to happen in a couple of weeks. Do you? No. no. Why are you worried about it? I don't know. It's because you process that Stay bring back, come back to that moment. Know that everything is per- perfect in the moment. And you know what? When the time comes. So when I have to start school, if there's, you know, Oh, problems with the internet. Okay. Let's figure out how to figure it out right. in the moment. Now you're in the moment. So much we project in the future and think about what could happen or might happen. And worry about that,
0: I always think about so
1: it's ridiculous
0: <laughs> I always think about these times where I'm invited to go to a party, and I initially go like, "Oh, I don't want to go, you know it's, who's going to be there? What are they going to serve? what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? blah blah blah
1: and you then still I do go that.
0: <laughs> and I have the best time ever,
1: yeah, exactly. I always have
0: that you know that you're without focus, your imagination will be like. Thinking of things that aren't going to happen, that aren't fun. Why? Why don't you imagine it's going to be great? You know, right. It always is.
1: Exactly. And if it's not, you have another choice. Oh, I don't feel good. Got to go home. You, exactly. know? Yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number 10. You have a guidance system that alerts you to those occasions when you are moving toward what you want or away from what you want. When you encounter positive emotion, you're heading in the right direction. When you feel any negative emotion, you are uncovering a fear and the limiting belief behind it. Stop and analyze what you are afraid of and realize it is irrational and has no effect on your life. Dismiss the irrational fear and move on.
0: Okay, so that's the guidance system. Positive emotion, green light. We're getting warmer. You're getting warmer, you're getting warmer. Negative emotion, red light, you're getting colder. Just like that game we used to play when we were kids. Warmer, warmer, hotter, hot, 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 right? That's all this is. It's so easy. So if you feel good, if you have inspiration, if you're interested, green light. Go for that. Go towards that. If you feel negative emotion in anything, you are imagining a reality that does not exist. That's all that is. And so that's what your inner self is telling you. You are not in alignment with the true reality. You are looking at this as if there's something wrong. There actually isn't anything wrong. It's your choice of perspective. You're choosing this limited perspective. Sure, it's based on a limiting belief, but you're still choosing it. The limiting belief causes you to perceive that something's wrong and, that, and it's not wrong. That's why you're getting a correction in the form of negative emotion, especially if the limiting belief is really intense you're totally looking at the subject from a limited perspective. And this is easy. Imagine high school or college, you have your first boyfriend, girlfriend, you break up, you feel intense negative emotion. Why? Because you think this means something. You think it means something about you. It means like you're not going to have anyone to love ever again the whole rest of your life, whatever it is. Now, after time has gone by, you look back on that and you don't feel any negative emotion. Because you know you know how it turned out, it all turned out fine. You wouldn't want to be with that person again, right? So anytime you feel negative emotion it is because you don't have the information that you will have after you've gone through this experience, and a day later, a week later, a month later, a year later, you'll look back and you go, "Why was I so worried? Why was I so upset?" Most of these things you don't even remember, actually, you know
1: yeah, that's <laughs> most of the times you've been
0: super upset. don't remember any of it.
1: yeah. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Lots of times you've had these manifestation events where you felt such negative emotion. And then, yeah, years later, it's like, what? I don't even remember that happening. That's like, you know, if somebody reminds you. Yeah. I do it all the time. I'm like, that never happened. <laughs> like, Yeah, it did. It's like, wow, wow. It's so weird that I was so upset. Yeah.
0: So that emotions, we want to feel these emotions. Those of us who are interested in law of attraction and Joshua's teachings we happen to be highly sensitive emotionally, and that's why we knew the lives we were living before weren't working and this, you know, got us to this information and to adopt a new approach to life. So just know that you're more sensitive than most people. You feel your emotions more intensely. You actually act on more guidance than you think you do, but you're also more afraid
1: of negative emotion. All right, number 11. You have an inner self who can see your life from the higher perspective. Learn to communicate with your inner self and see things from the higher, broader, and wiser perspective.
0: So your inner self is where the emotions are coming from. Your inner self is guiding you in every moment, knows everything that you are thinking, knows what you want, knows all your pre-birth intentions, knows who you truly are, and is always guiding you. Guiding you by emotion, Intuition, inspiration, and direct communication through words and thoughts, right? The point of this journey of self-discovery is to discover that you have an inner self, that that inner self is you, and that if you allow direct communication with that inner self, we call it being a blended being, if you can get to that point, everything starts working. Everything unfolds as if by magic. It's true. All right. Number 12.
1: You have an inner world and an outer world. The outer world is merely a reflection of your inner world. The outer world is what you experience with your physical senses. The inner world is what you experience with your thoughts, beliefs, and imagination. Create from the inside out. Okay.
0: So before you create anything, it starts as a thought, no matter what it is. The thought is either based in love or based in fear. So if you have the thought to kiss your mate, that is a non-physical thought that you manifest physically through the action of kissing. If you get angry and the thought is to punch a wall, that's an urge to change the condition based in fear. So we want to think about where are the thoughts coming from. Are they coming from alignment? Are they coming from love? Or are they coming from fear? We don't want to bring more fear into our lives, but we do want to bring in more love. So always act on the inspired love-based thought and try not to act on too many urges to change the conditions. The more you allow the conditions to be as they are and the less controlling you become, which is not easy for us because we're living in 2020 and we have a lot of perceived control over things, right? But if we can start... Letting go of all the control, and there's so much control. When you start doing this work, letting go of control, you realize just how much you're controlling every single thing.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Come.
0: Number 13 is probably the most important.
1: Everything is right. There is no wrong anywhere in the universe. If you look at something and judge it as wrong, you are simply attached to your limited perspective. See it from the higher perspective, and you will feel better.
0: Okay. That's this moving from duality right and wrong to neutrality. There is no wrong. Everything is right. Um, this was the first line in the first Joshua book It's the basis of the entire Joshua teachings. We are moving from judgment to seeing how everything is right. If you think about the universe, you must understand the universe is perfect. If you look and say, I think the sun should be another million miles away from the earth while you're just denying the perfection of the system. The entire universe, including the earth, everyone on the earth, you yourself, everything that's happened in the past, everything that will happen in the future, every single thing is perfect. You have to understand the perfection of the system. There is no wrong, there's no accidents, no luck, no random occurrences. Everything is perfect. It's the perfect design. You'll know this when you return to non-physical, but if you can adopt this basic belief system for yourself, everything else will come easily.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that old saying that everything happens for a reason, right? Most people have heard it before. Do they really get it and understand it? They'll understand it like, oh, if something happened to them, small or whatever, oh, I know it's happening for a reason. It's okay. Like, I don't have to be upset about it. But if, you know, they they look at something big, you know, they need to understand that everything that like you just said, yeah. anything that everything that ever has happened will happen. It's happening for a reason. And it's OK. You know, using 9-11, Hitler, uh, World War One, two civil wars. I don't care what it is. Not looking at those things is wrong. They happen for a reason. And they are, you know they're right there's so much good i think that came out of all of that stuff so you know trying to understand and get to that neutral place of okay you know i may not be able to see it as perfectly right right now but if i can get to that neutral state where you know i can understand it's okay and stop looking at it like so negatively you'll you'll start to shift yeah and it takes practice
0: well the Victim will always want to control as much as they can. And the victim will want to set things up so this thing could never happen again. And that yeah. will never work because control doesn't work. It's based in fear. And you would not want to control everything because if you got to the point where you could control everything, you would control so much that no one would be in your experience. And you, and you see a lot of older people who are living alone, not interacting, because they're trying to control so much of it. They feel negative emotion around other people, so they try to control that by isolating themselves. The opposite is true. We want to embrace everything. We want to accept everything. We want to stretch our belief system. We want to look at everything from the higher perspective. And the big stuff, you can leave that for later. Just start with the small stuff now. Oh, I forgot... I went out to the gym today and I forgot to bring the keys to the proper car. So I had to go back in. And so I'm like, all right, well, there's a reason I forgot. No big deal. It's just going back in. Maybe I forgot something else. Let's look around, you know, maybe I needed to be 30 seconds later in order to meet this person and say hello to this person or see this thing, whatever it was, miss this car accident, whatever it was. So we're always saying everything is right. Even, your mistakes
1: and your failures are right as well. Absolutely.
0: Okay, number 14.
1: This is a feeling reality. The only thing that really matters is how you feel. You are meant to feel good. So start demanding and expecting to feel good. If you feel bad, turn the other cheek, pivot to a new thought and do whatever it takes to feel better. Move towards feeling good. I never got this before,
0: but this all we're ever doing is feeling something. It's a feeling reality, right? We interpret vision with our eyes and sound with our ears and taste and touch and smell. Um, But what that does, it it converts into a feeling. And that feeling is what we want. We don't want the ice cream. We want the feeling of the ice cream, right? We don't want the puppy. We want the feeling the puppy's going to give us, that sort of thing. Uh, we don't want the million dollars. We want the feeling of security and freedom. We don't want, um, that person. We want the feeling that person's going to give us right. And when they don't give us that feeling, then we try and control them because we're trying to get that feeling. So a lot of things we do, we set it up knowing that we're going to feel bad. If something doesn't happen, I really want this job. I really want this job. Well, you don't know if you want that job or not. You don't know how it's going to play out. You just assume that you do, right? And you say, if I get the job, that's going to make me feel worthy or good or whatever. And so you're attaching your feeling to an outcome. And you say, if it turns out this way that I think is good, I'm going to use that as my excuse to feel good. And if it turns out that isn't going to work the way I think it should work, I'm going to use that as my excuse to feel bad. And so you're allowing the outside conditions to cause you to feel something. Well, now we're setting it up where we create how we feel by our choice of perspective. But this is like, I was thinking about football, love football, and football's no fun when you don't care about which team wins. You want to have someone you're rooting for because if they win, you use it as an excuse to feel good, and if they lose, you feel all bummed out. It makes you feel something. So a lot of people are into drama. They're into that feeling of, Oh my God, they're into fear, right? Yeah. Can you
1: believe this happened? Oh yeah. It's very interesting to see people <laughs> into so much drama because I'm just not into it. But like you said, they love that feeling. They thrive on that. And they're, it's used that they're used to it. They're used to feeling
0: bad. And then they attract more bad. They don't know what they're doing. So exactly. we're opting out of complaining. We're not bringing forth more fear. We're bringing forth more love. We're consciously thinking about how we interpret things what our beliefs are telling us and what we're talking about and what we're
1: doing. All right. Last one. This is an attractive universe. Nothing can be pushed away. Everything is attracted. Everything comes to you by the focus of your attention. If you focus on what is wanted, it will come. If you focus on what is not wanted, it too will come. If you appreciate the abundance in your life, you will appreciate, experience more abundance in your reality. If you focus on the lack of abundance, you will attract more lack. And everything has momentum behind it too.
0: So you may have been experiencing a momentum of lack. It's just your perception. You've actually had abundance the whole time. You've had abundance of experiences that cause you to feel lack because you're exploring lack. So you have certain limiting beliefs that you've attracted those learning beliefs will be with you always, but you can dial down the intensity of those beliefs, and you can move to a more empowering vibration, more empowering set of beliefs, and you can choose a new exploration. So choose the exploration of what you're passionate, interested in, and who you truly are, and all that stuff. Choose that exploration, and all the abundance you need will come there and support you. And also, me- here's here's the thing I've been thinking about lately. Okay. If you're living in the process of life of a victim, the victim says, me, 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 I need, I need, I need, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. How much can I get? How much can I get? I need, I need, I need, I need, but I don't feel like I'm actually getting anything, right? That's the experience of the victim. The experience of the creator is give, 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 bring more in, bring more joy in. bring more love in. Do more, do more, do more. Make it hard so the universe supports this magnificent thing that I'm doing. Giving more, giving more, praising more, loving more, expecting to give more. um, Knowing that you'll get all the details when you need them. And you'll attract all the people you need to do these amazing things. Be so much more than you think you are. Step into it more, lean in more. Give, 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 and in that, you'll receive everything you truly want. All right, let's close this one out.
1: I agree. Okay. Those are the cheat codes to physical existence. These are the keys to creating the life you desire. But like anything, there's a bit more to it than that. You must learn to operate from the approach to life that incorporates these cheat codes. This is very different from how you have been approaching life up to this point. Practice implementing these codes and you'll radically improve your experience of life. This is how you will master physical reality.
0: One thing Joshua says in the boot camp is, if you are a master of the laws of the universe, if you are a master of this physical reality, you could create anything at the snap of the finger. But as a master, you would never do that. Do you know why?
1: I have heard this over and over and over again. And for some reason, it's not like clicking, like, aha. Uh-huh.
0: Because as a master, you know that you've always been doing that anyway. You just were under the illusion you weren't doing that. Right? So from the limited perspective, you say, okay, if I could create my reality, I'd snap my fingers and have a million dollars. Right. That comes from being a victim. From the creator of your reality, you would know that every single moment of your life and existence was exactly perfect. You wouldn't have changed a thing. That's why you would never snap your fingers to manifest anything other than what you were experiencing.
1: Okay. That
0: took me to boot camp 10 to realize that one or boot camp nine.
1: Yeah.
0: I bet you no one else has that. This is why it's so interesting in the boot camp. You go through the first eight weeks, you change a lot in the first eight weeks, and then you do it again. It's free from then on, right? And so people go into boot camp two and three and four, and they see stuff they never even thought was in the first one. They think it's a different boot camp. And it's because once you've raised your vibration through the first bootcamp, you're ready to bring in information you didn't see before because you've changed your vibration. And that's right. what allows in information. You've changed your set of beliefs by doing the work. Then you get into the next one, the next one, next one, you see things from a higher and higher perspective. So now, after doing 10 boot camps, I like look at how I was when I started the first boot camp and go, Oh my God, I didn't get this at all back then. Right. And now yeah. it's all working. It's so yep. amazing. And I see it, it's so obvious. It was always there. Anyway, that's a very high-level idea. The there's a lot of stuff in the boot camp. That you can't really, if I told you, like, the key to engaging the law of of attraction, how your soul's purpose is going to be, you know, revealed to you, all these things that come out in the boot camp, you have to do the work. You have to go through that whole
1: process. Right. We can tell you what it is, but you won't get it until you do the process.
0: um, Abraham has always said, words don't teach, experience teaches. Absolutely. And I thought, no, words teach. Definitely words teach. No, no, no. You can read all the books you want to, listen to all the podcasts, watch all the videos. I mean, I get people who are going to the boot camp. I get a whole range, but some of them have been like doing this work for twenty years, way longer than I have, and they're like, "Oh, I already know it." I already know. It. So, no, you don't. Wait till you get in this thing. Like um, Jessica. Jessica was was in the group of Carlos Castaneda. She was one of their inner circle. She's been doing this since I don't know when. That was the eighties or something, right? Bootcamp 10 now, she's done bootcamps a few times. She's like, oh my god, I finally get it. That kind of thing is what makes it all worthwhile. And by the way, we're, uh, we are just announced the next bootcamp that's starting on September 14th. There are still a few spots left. There will be people all over the world in it. There should be around... I don't know. There should be about 60 to 80 people in it. Some people have taken it before and some new people, a real good mix. Bootcamp 10 was different than we've ever done. I know Bootcamp 11 is going to be different. The thing is I can't tell you what's going to happen because it's now starting to evolve where Joshua comes through and adds things in that weren't there before. So it's getting to this really cool level now. So if you want to to talk to me about that, Bootcamp coming up send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. This article, the cheat codes to life is on the website, the Go into articles, look up cheat codes to life. It was all right there. You can read it. And, um, Oh, join our friends of Facebook group, which is friends Not friends of Facebook, Facebook group, friends of <laughs> No.com
1: babe. Just friends of Joshua on Facebook. <laughs> Uh,
0: also make sure that you subscribe to this podcast and leave a review that I don't even know how you do that but if you can figure out how to leave a review that would be awesome tell Mm -hmm. everyone what you think of this podcast and we will see you next time thanks for all being here thank you
1: Tracy you're welcome thank you that was great bye everyone Bye, bye everyone